What's good, peeps? Here we go, here we go, here we go. It is Monday, it is 6 p.m., and yes, your boy is back in the air chair. Uh, I am your humble host, Chip Washington. This is Real Talk Memphis, uh, here with my boy Marquette, producing tonight uh, behind the big console, and uh, hopefully we'll have a uh, pretty good show for you tonight. It has really been uh, a time out here, not only in our city, but uh, you know this afternoon, There was a shooting at a high school in Knoxville. And uh, to understand that one person uh, um, has been killed, Uh, the um, suspect is in custody. Uh, We heard that several people were injured but don't have any particular uh, information in reference to that. Also, a police officer for the Knoxville uh, Police Department uh, was uh, injured but uh, thankfully non-threatening injury. So, uh, more news and notes in a minute, but uh, first things first, how's everybody doing? You guys doing okay this evening? I hope you are. I want to personally thank each and every one of you who chimed in on my Facebook page. I don't complain about being in pain or having any issues because we all have issues, but I have a really bad back. I have three herniated discs. And just, it, my back is just completely messed up. So yesterday was, you know, I planned on just kind of relaxing on Sunday, but not to the extent to where I couldn't get up, to where I couldn't move. I sat down on a, on a metal chair. I got up and my back completely, I mean completely went out. It has not happened like that in a while. And I was in excruciating pain yesterday. I mean, to the point to where, Taking a step just made me holler. So I was doing some crawling around. I was on pillows. I was laying on the floor. I was doing everything I could. And uh, it, it just it was just a terrible, terrible day. But I posted it on Facebook this morning. And I got so many folks reached out to me and personally prayed for me, said they were going to pray for me, pray for healing. Uh, it, 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 if there was a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the worst, I'm about a six right now. Uh, you know, I can't get out there and, and juke like I would normally be able to do. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, moving around a little bit better. And uh, going to do the show tonight. Going to go home, get back on that heating pad, 
and do what folks, you know, who are dealing with pain like me do. Nothing. That's pretty much what I'm going to do. But between now and then, you know, we do have a little business to take care of, and we are planning on doing that. If you have celebrated or are celebrating a birthday, a wedding anniversary, or a special occasion, congratulations to each and every one of you. Uh, I know that it has been a glorious time. I just love it when folks get on Facebook and they will announce to the world, whether you know it or not, they always announce these birthdays, uh, whether you know it or not, it's my birthday. And they want to let make sure everybody knows it's their birthday. So, you know, you get them once a year and uh, thank God you are still here to celebrate. We have a pretty good show tonight. Uh, we started off talking about an incident that happened a few hours ago in Knoxville. Well, uh, this weekend we saw 12 shootings, six fatalities, and uh, several folks injured here in the city of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, really, really bad weekend. Uh, it seems that these shootings and the lack uh, for the respect of others in life in general uh, has really gone by the wayside. But uh, we are going to speak with still and current police director Mike Rollins. He is retiring day after tomorrow. Wednesday is his last day uh, as a, the police director and uh, as a member of the Memphis Police Department. We're going to talk to him in just a few minutes. And, uh, yeah, we have a few things to discuss. And, um, you know, the highs and lows, uh, what, uh, you know, he is seeing these days, what he hopes um, will help the new director, uh, whomever that may be, uh, out as uh, we move forward. So we're going to be talking to uh, Police Director Mike Rollins in just a few minutes. Also, have you ever heard of an organization called Give 901? Well, Give 901 is uh, basically an education-based program. What they do is they put together kits, uh, education and academic kits for, 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 for young folks. Um, cost about $25, and they have materials in it and reading and other things like that. And then they're an organization that reaches out uh, to, you know, the underserved uh, members of our community. They also have big time community partners out here, uh, mentors and teachers and other things like that. We're going to talk to uh, the director of uh, Give 901. Her name is Ann Pitts. We're going to be sh- sh- uh, chatting with her a little bit later on. And in the uh, next half hour, uh, has have you all um, anybody out there big designer fan anybody out there watch HGTV you know I said I was talking to my daughter yesterday and I would mentioned uh, I said home and garden television and she was like well I don't know and then I said HD HGTV that's what it's known as right which means home and garden television anyway they uh, had a show on recently called uh, design star, next gen. I don't know if you heard about this or not, but a local Memphian won that competition. Her name is Carmion Hamilton, and uh, Carmion will be my guest in the second half hour. She won design star, next gen on TV, and uh, she got a $50,000 prize, and she might even get her own television show behind this as well. So, that's a bit of good news uh, here. And she also has a design shop here in the city called Newbie, and it's in Bartlett. I live in Bartlett. I'm going to have to try to find that place. But any in any event, 
moving on to some uh, more news and notes. We talked about what happened in Knoxville. We talked about what happened in the city. Really bad weekend from the violence perspective, of course. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about vaccinations. Uh, vaccinations are, are still moving along. They have uh, plenty of vaccinations. They have uh, vaccines, rather. They have plenty of vaccination sites. Uh, in the evening time, from I think 2 to 7 o'clock, you can go to Pipkin uh, without even uh, having an appointment. Get your vaccination, ladies and gentlemen. It's important. We have had 800 new cases of the virus, COVID virus, which is uh, basically the B117, the uh, one from the UK, that is the predominant virus here. It is spreading like wildfire. 800 new cases in, in five days is a lot. And so... Um, there is a definite race between the vaccinations and the variant. Uh, we actually don't want the variant to win, even though it's trying its best. Uh, I don't know if you heard about what's going on in Michigan through the roof. Case, I mean, through the roof, three, four, five thousand uh, new cases a day begging for additional vaccine. They have shut that state down now uh, for the next two to three weeks to try to stem this, uh, you know, in, 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 in some respect. Uh, if we don't want to see that here, uh, we need to get out. And if you haven't done it, just do it. I mean, it, 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 it won't hurt you, but it will surely help you. And it will help other people as well. Um, how many of you heard about the, uh, another shooting of an unarmed black man in Minnesota, of all places? Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, yesterday afternoon. Uh, and that is, I guarantee you, the phone is ringing. Tell them to hold on. That is uh, 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 Police Director Rollins, I think, is just calling uh, my show. But we're going to put him on hold for a minute. Is that him? Okay. That, that, that's all right. Let him hang up. That's fine. Uh, we'll get him in a minute. Um, anyway, uh, there was a shooting yesterday. A young man, 20 years old, Dante Wright, he called. I mean, not called. I'm sorry. Um, he was um, stopped. Traffic stop because he had expired tags. Uh, he did have a previous warrant they checked. So he was being handcuffed because when you have a warrant, uh, they, 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 they arrest you. So uh, in the process of all of that, being handcuffed in the whole nine yards, he, he got away in terms of the handcuffs, got back in his car to try to drive off. Well, one of the officers um, who was going to tase him to calm him down uh, and said it audibly, if you hadn't seen the video, it's pretty disturbing, said taser, taser, taser. She ended up not pulling out her taser. She pulled out a gun. She accidentally, well, she shot him is what she did. And um, he drove her a few blocks uh, where he crashed, and he was found dead at the scene. So this is another very disturbing situation. It was a female officer. She was apparently a veteran female officer, uh, not just female, a veteran officer, I should say. Uh, of the force. And, uh, you know, this is, I mean, obviously big, big news. They did, they had a protest last night in, in Minnesota, just a few miles, ironically, from where the George Floyd uh, trial is going on. Uh, again, peaceful protest on one thing, but looting and violence and setting fires and things like that are completely another uh, thing. And they detract from the message that you are trying to send. Uh, so prayers out to uh, Dante Wright's family uh, and uh, those that knew him. This is going to be a really tough situation. And as more information comes out, I'm sure we'll find out more about that as well. 
All right, what do you say? We uh, jump into the big broadcast. Uh, we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we are going to speak with Police Director Mike Rollins of the Memphis Police Department, who is retiring on Wednesday. I'm not retiring. Hey, you know what? They always say, you know, when, 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 when you're a premier athlete, you're playing pain. So that's what I'm doing for you tonight. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We're going to take our first break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back. Hi, this is the big O, Otis Redding. I was just standing here thinking about you. Thought I'd write a song about you and dedicate it to you. Take a listen. If you didn't go back to school this year, you're really not groovy. Maybe you feel that school is a drag, it just don't move you. But did you ever think about how square you look standing in an employment line because school didn't interest you? You're really hard to think about it. Without an education, you could only be a tramp. No guy shoes, no haircut, just plain old country. Don't worry about the fellas on the corner calling you green because you're in your future condition. It's really hard to think about. And furthermore, tell them that oldest reading say you're very wise because you'll be at the top when they get there. And if they make it, when they get there, if they make it, when they get there, if they make it, you really ought to think about it. Think about it, really. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. Uh, Chip here on this uh, Monday. Very happy to have you with us. And also very happy to have my first guest who has had a a long and distinguished career with the Memphis Police Department. He is retiring day after tomorrow, but uh, um, he consented to uh, give us a few minutes of his time and probably one of his uh, final interviews as the police director. Uh, Director Mike Rollins is on the phone. Director, thank you so much for being with me. I appreciate it. Hey, Chip. Uh, thank you for having me. Man, listen, uh, I know that uh, you are uh, about to, to head to Greener Pastures in terms of retirement the next uh, couple of days. And uh, I know that you've been busy sort of wrapping things up. We're in the midst of trying to find a new director and a lot of other things going on. We've had a tough weekend here in Memphis. You have not been shy, my friend, on um, what you think the community uh, should be doing to help uh, the police department more. 
and hopefully uh, what will happen uh, down the road when the, the next director takes over. Talk a little bit about that, if you will. Yeah, so uh, first, thank you for the question. Uh, obviously, you know, I have a different viewpoint as um, a 31-year law enforcement uh, professional, five years as director. Mm-hmm. And I think the one consistent thing that's been missing my entire career is uh, that that large community uh, buy-in. And so and I think Apostle um, Atkins talked about it the, the other day yeah, where yeah, we have just, we're, we're just, um, you know, kind of apathetic uh, in response to the violence that happens in our community, unless it is at the hands of some um, officer-involved shooting or some act by a police officer. I mean, we even, you know, this new term uh, that I hear people talking about, uh, police violence. Uh, I always go, what are y'all talking about? Mm -hmm. Where we're in a city where we have 5,000 aggravated assaults every single year. Uh, We've averaged 150 plus homicides almost my entire career, and we broke records last year, 39 children. Yes. Yes. Murdered, mm-hmm. killed. But there was no outrage. There was no protest. Uh, and now we're on pins and needles watching what is going on in Minneapolis when the carnage in Memphis is not at the hands of police officers. Uh, these are our you know, sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, uh, mothers and fathers that are committing these acts, and they're from the community. Uh, hey. But we cannot stand by and not you know, try to get involved and and, you know, until work with law enforcement to take dangerous people off the street. Uh, speaking with uh, Director Mike Rollins, Memphis Police Department. And, Director, uh, why is it, what is your, and I know you spend a lot of time uh, analyzing and thinking and, 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 and watching trends. Why is it, in your opinion, that people just won't get involved in what affects them on a daily basis? <laughs> I think there's a number of reasons. Um, you know, we know we're challenged in the city on almost every single issue, poverty, uh, housing, education, uh, access to health care. Uh, and so I think there's a, uh, a feeling of hopelessness. I was talking to a young man uh, that uh, in the juvenile court ceasefire program. And I could just tell that he just didn't see a future. And I asked him, hey, young man, you think you're going to make it to 19? No. Well, if I got young men in our city that don't think they're going to make it to 19, they don't mind spraying a house down with gunfire. Mm. Uh, They don't mind, you know, shooting someone, robbing someone, killing someone, because they don't have any hope for the future. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think that that's law enforcement's job to, to give them hope. Yes, we have a part, but that that's the community's role. That's our uh, clergy, teachers, families, uh, you know, coaches that, that, that give uh, children hope. And when you got a bunch of young men in our community that, that don't have any hope, they don't mind taking your life. And so that's a, that's a, that's the type thing I'm talking about. Layla Washington, two-year-old baby murdered. It took two years for the individual that knew that information to come forward and give us what we needed to make an arrest in that case. Right. Two years of anguish for that family, of frustration for the, the, the police department, 
but just think that family did not see justice for two years and still have to go through these court proceedings, and that won't bring that baby back. We are speaking with uh, police director Mike Rollins uh, here, kind of winding up his 31-year career, will be retiring on Wednesday. And, you know, you brought up a very good point. And, and yeah, Pastor Atkins uh, did um, raise some very uh, interesting questions and uh, voiced some pretty harsh opinions. Uh, but also you have mentioned in the past that clergy really should be uh, uh, and play a bigger role uh, as as the shepherds of the flocks out here to try to help and to talk to our young men and our young people and just our folks, period, about, you know, the path forward being more positive than it is that we see today. Okay, clergy has to be the moral compass uh, of the people. And if clergy is not that, then, you know, we are missing out on some opportunities uh, because we're not following the teachings of Christ. So, yes, clergy has an incredible role to play. And if you think about the history of the, the black church in America, I mean, the clergy was at the center and the forefront of everything. Right. Uh, and so, you know, like I tell the preachers, you know, yeah, so, you know, after the horrific uh, murder of George Floyd, there are all types of preachers lined up to tell law enforcement what to do. And I mean, look, I've been talking to you guys for five years. Mm-hmm. And before then, it was Director Armstrong for another five years. So, but y'all got some catching up to do. You got to get out to churches. You got to get in these neighborhoods. You have to address these young men that have turned to a life of violence. And they are victimizing our people, your your people. Uh, and we have to do something about it. Uh, so, you know, you got to do more than, than whatever we're doing because it's not working. And it just can't be government and law enforcement that it, we're relying on to solve this problem because it is really a morality problem. Sure, sure, sure. Listen, let me let me ask you something um, that I know has really been a thorn in your side. I think it's one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard, and that is the governor signed into the law the permitless carry uh, a bill, uh, which takes effect in July. But t- to me— I mean, this is basically like almost lighting, you know, the fuse on a stick of dynamite. And I know that not only you, but every law enforcement professional and agency uh, throughout the state of Tennessee, uh, including here in Memphis and Shelby County, is against this. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, I read an article the other day that they just really summed it up. You know, to go fishing, I have to have a fishing license to go hunting. Have to have a hunting license to drive. Have to have a driver's license, but to carry a gun and make a life and death decision, I don't have to have training. Uh, I don't have to have a background check. Don't have to have a permit. Don't have to demonstrate any proficiency, uh, and the rest of it is left to the imagination. So I just, you know, received a renewal for my my handgun carry permit. I've already been through the background check, and I just, it was almost comical when I read all the questions that I'm being asked to renew my permit, but we're going to allow other individuals to carry without a permit. Chip, there are like almost uh, 20 questions on here uh, that it said, I'm 21, I'm a U.S. citizen, I'm a resident of Tennessee, but then it went on and said, uh, you must not be prohibited from purchasing or possession of a handgun in this or any other state. I do not have a felony conviction. 
I don't have a charge pending for domestic violence. I'm not a fugitive for justice. I've not been charged from the armed forces under dishonorable conditions. I'm not an illegal alien. I've not renounced my U.S. citizenship. I do not have an order of protection or a restraining order filed against me. I'm not an unlawful user of alcohol or any other controlled substance. I'm not a patient in a rehabilitation program. Chip, I'm halfway through. <laughs> and so how is the officer on the street going to know all these things? And if the individual doesn't know, they're going to say, look, I'll say it, I'm, I'm 21. Uh, I'm not a convicted felon, and I think I meet the requirements for a handgun permit. Well, if you don't meet the requirements to buy a gun, you shouldn't be able to, to carry a gun. And there is no way to uh, check some balances that's going to allow people to carry a gun. And to me, it just doesn't make any sense. I think that we are far past what was intended by the Second Amendment, although it is very loosely interpreted by advocates of constitutional carry. I don't think our forefathers meant that. Uh, I, I bet if they were here today, they'd say, no, that is not what we, we, we meant. We did not mean for that to occur, and y'all need to turn back the clocks on permitless, you know, this permitless carry in Tennessee. Well, uh, Director Mike Rollins, thank you so much for, first of all, your service, 31 years serving the community, trying to make Memphis a better place. And for the last five uh, heading the Memphis Police Department, uh, I wish you absolutely nothing but the best in your retirement. Uh, I thank you for your service. I appreciate everything that you have done. And uh, all we can do now is, is pray God speed for the, for the one who succeeds you uh, as we continue to move forward. But thank you so much for taking time. I appreciate you. Well, thank you, Chip. I hope I've made some type of positive contribution to our community that will be here to support the next uh, director of police services. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. That was uh, Director, Police Director, Memphis Police Department Director Mike Rollins, uh, one of his last interviews uh, as he uh, set sail on retirement after 31 years uh, serving our community in some very, uh, some very tough words. Uh, we all need to step up. I mean, I mean, there is absolutely no respect for the human life. Or or, or 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 anything or anyone else out here, and and I God only knows what's going to happen. But yeah, uh, Pastor Atkins uh, said a mouthful last week, and I hope some folks were listening. And more importantly, I hope that we all galvanize as a community. Thank you, Director Rollins, for everything you have done. We're going to take our second break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Give Nine Hundred One and how you can contribute to the education of our young people. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We will be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Sam. I don't think Jim would mind if we just talk about a little school dropping out. Uh, education. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, I was reading a paragraph the other day that said a little bit of learning can be dangerous and uh, because today's job market, the smaller your education, the smaller your chances for success. True. So um, I would like to tell our friends. Hey, I'm here. Don't be a dropout. Drop out of school today. You have less education than most machines. <laughs> That's just a, uh, a, okay, a, yeah, a little thing of speech there, but really it's a true thing. It, true. it doesn't, sell, uh, doesn't sell the dull, dirty, or the low-paying jobs, right. you know. Right. But if we stay in school and try to get that education, the kids now really, they really do want to stay in school now. You know? And the ones that don't want to stay in school, watching the ones that are going to school, they really want to get on in there right. because it's so much right. happening. Look, you, look, you're getting your studies. You're getting a chance you to play so with sports. Things. It's so many beautiful things in school that you can do, you know. So, uh, girls and boys, this is Sam. And I'm Dave. And we would like to say to you, don't, don't be a be dropout. Right. Stay in school. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. Chip here on this beautiful Monday, by the way. Absolutely gorgeous. Temperatures in the 80s. I'm to understand temperatures are going to be in the 60s for the remainder of the week, but that would be that should still be nice as well. Uh, as we continue on with our program, you know, I saw this young lady who's my next guest uh, on Live at 9 recently talking about a program that I'll be honest, I had never heard of, but I was so impressed with not only uh, her, but the entire program and how they work tirelessly to educate or to help educate our young folks. So I decided to reach out and have her on my program. She is Ms. Ann Pitts. She is the director of Give 901. And Ann, are you there? I am here, and it's great to be here. Well, listen, it's great to have you uh, here on uh, Real Talk Memphis. I really appreciate your time. And more importantly, I really appreciate what you do. Now, for those who don't know exactly what Give901.org is, can you give us a rundown of, of what your organization is and what you do? Yes, absolutely. And, uh, Chip, I also just want to thank you for um, calling me a young lady. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> anytime, um, anytime. So what we do, so Give901 is a giving network. Uh, it was created by Choose901 and City Leadership. Uh, many people are very familiar with Choose901. Yes, yes. And um, our mission is to engage Memphians in supporting education in Memphis, mm -hmm. particularly education for our lower-income students in um, the more under-resourced communities. Mm -hmm. So we're out there um, spreading a lot of knowledge about uh, what our network does and helping to raise money for it, and we pass 100% of that on directly to um, the outstanding local educational programs um, that include um, teacher training programs, 
innovative schools and outstanding after-school mentoring programs. Now, you uh, also have uh, some tremendous uh, community partners. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But how is it that folks can contribute to your organization for the betterment of our young people? And by the way, uh, you will be getting a donation from me tomorrow. But go ahead and let folks know exactly what it is that you do in particular to, uh, to help our young folks. Chip, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that gift. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's it's really incredible uh, what we do. And as you mentioned, we have some um, really amazing partners. Um, so what we do is, I mean, we're essentially a network of city builders creating opportunity for Memphis kids um, through these innovative education solutions. And we work with um, 10 organizations that have been around for 10 to 20 plus years that have all been working to provide some direct services to um, our students and particularly um, our most at-risk Right. So we work with organizations um, involved in teacher recruitment and teacher training and teacher re- retention. And then we work with a number of schools that are providing some incredible educational opportunities for um, young people um, from a lot of lower income neighborhoods. And then what is also essential is um, we have to provide that after-school support and the mentoring support. Mm -hmm. Um, So we also work with several organizations that are providing that um, direct service to those students and and really getting them um, engaged with um, adults who can have a real positive impact on their life. And so we support those organizations so people can support us. And then 100% of what goes to Give 901 goes directly to these 10 organizations. So basically, funding Give 901 is like funding this machine that helps power education in Memphis. And we're having incredible impacts. The organizations that we work with are um, producing um, high school graduates um, that are graduating. They're, they've got a hundred percent graduation rate. They're oh sending yeah. kids to college. They're go. getting scholarships yeah. for kids to go to college. And many of these students are um, first generation college students. So it's incredible. And then, the idea is to get them back into um, the Memphis community, working in jobs at businesses, starting their own businesses right here in the 901. Absolutely amazing, amazing. Uh, Ann Pitts is my guest. She's the director of Give 901. Okay, so how can we help? What what do we need to do to give? And, and when we give, um, what comes from that? Yeah, it's so easy. So we have... Um, a couple of really great ways to get involved. The first is we have um, a, a program going on right now called the Summer Learning Kit. Okay. Um, and these are packages that are filled with learning activities, STEM projects, books, um, and they are carefully designed to engage young students and keep them actively learning through the summer break when a lot of learning loss happens. And we all know, I don't have to tell you, 
This last year has been oh, a yeah. challenge for everybody, yes. and it's especially been a challenge for our young students and even more so the students from those under-resourced communities yes. and neighborhoods. Yes. So this is a way for us to get books into their hands, activities into their hands, to keep them engaged during the summer. And people can go online to give901.org, and $25, a donation of $25, puts a learning kit into the hands of a child this summer and it's just a fantastic program we're trying to get over 3,000 kits out to uh, students this summer so you can go online give 901.org give $25 hey if you can give 50 give 75 um it all goes directly to uh, those students to um, help keep them learning through the summer so that's one really great, Excellent. immediate, impactful way Excellent. to support Gift 901. Excellent. A- 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 absolutely. And and look, you know, whenever you talk about the education of our young people, and you also mentioned the challenge that none of us uh, saw coming, but has had such a tremendously great impact on uh, academics and learning and the way things are done, and yeah, it has it has uh, it, it has hurt a bit. There's no doubt about it. In-person learning is a whole lot better, but uh, for you to be able to get these kits together, uh, for all of us to donate twenty-five dollars. Listen, if you donate twenty-five, that that's so, so so you miss out on a happy meal or two. You know what I mean? I mean, this that's is nice. for this is giving to the future uh, of of our city in our county, in our state, because these young people are going to take over one day. So um, before you get out of here, one more time, let let people know what they need to do and how they need to do it and how they can reach out and contact your organization. Yeah, absolutely. So our website has all of the details. So go to give901.org. It's got the information on how to donate to the learning kits and how important those learning kits are. And if you want to become a part of the Give 901 um, support network, then by all means, join up. We've got a great page that gives you all of the information about how to become a Give 901 member and how to um, become part of that network that is funding those 10 organizations that are coming at education from those three critical points, teachers, schools, and after-school programs and mentors. And it's just so essential, as you said, to help these kids get to a place where they are able to graduate from high school, go to college, and then become our future leaders of this city. It's critical. Absolutely. Listen, I I, I can't thank you enough for coming on this show. And more importantly, I can't thank you enough for what you are doing for our young people, what you are doing for our community, and what you are doing for the future of Memphis and Shelby County. And as I said, you will be getting something from me tomorrow. I promise you that. I will be making a donation, and I'm urging uh, anybody who listens to this show to actually want to do something positive to do it with give901.org. Andy Potts, thank you so much for, uh, and rather, uh, Pitts, thank you so much for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it, and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much, Chip. I really appreciate it. Good to be with you. You too. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. You too.
Well, so, you know, if we're going to spend our money on frivolous things, why not spend our money on something that actually has some benefit? which is give901.org. $25 uh, will provide an education kit and will uh, give uh, our young people uh, some academics during the summertime and will help them better when they go back to school in the fall. We're going to take one final break. I'm expecting a phone call any minute from uh, the latest winner, the first winner, actually, of HGTV's design star, Next Gen, her name is uh, Carmion Hamilton, and uh, hopefully my phone will be ringing here in just a minute. But if we, if 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 she's a few minutes late, that's okay because I know how to vamp. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington, aching back and all. We're coming around to the home stretch. Thank you for being with us. We will be right back, and there's the phone right now. You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back. Hi, this is the big O, Otis Redding. I was just standing here thinking about you. Thought I'd write a song about you and dedicate it to you. Take a listen. If you didn't go back to school this year, you're really not groovy. Maybe you feel that school is a drag, it just don't move you. But did you ever think about how square you look standing in an employment line because school didn't interest you? You really hard to think about it. Without an education, you could only be a tramp. No guy shoes, no haircut, just plain old country. Don't worry about the fellas on the corner calling you green because you're in your future condition. You're really hard to think about. And furthermore, tell them that oldest reading say you're very wise because you'll be at the top when they get there. And if they make it, when they get there, if they make it, when they get there, if they make it, you really ought to think. Think about, think about it, really ought to think about it. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. I'm your host, Chip Washington, and very, very happy to have and not only you with us, but our next guest with us. If you are familiar with HGTV, which is Home and Garden Television, uh, you might uh, be familiar with a show called Design Star. Well, um, they sort of added to the roster of that show and, and uh, created a show called um, 
uh, Design Star Next Gen. And my next guest was the winner of uh, that particular competition. Her name is Carmion Hamilton, and she joins me now. Are you there? I am here. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> thank you so much, Carmion, for being uh, with us tonight. I know that uh, you have uh, been in great demand since you won um, the program. And, and again, congratulations <laughs> from all of us here and from all of us here in the city of Memphis and Shelby County. We're all very, very, very proud of you. Thank you so much. I was honored to be able to represent this city. Um, I had no idea I would walk away with a win, but super proud that Memphis gets a little shine. I'm, I'm happy to share the shine with this city. Well, absolutely, and you and you deserve it. And and if you wouldn't mind, walk us through kind of the the whole process of of, of being part of this show, being part of the competition, and of course uh, the moment when you found out that you were. Uh, of the winner, but how did you actually get involved in, in, in the production of this, of this program in the first place? Well, it's all a bit of a roller coaster. So I was contacted by a casting producer on Instagram and it's not the first time a casting producer has ever reached out to me, but in this particular case, I was kind of on the downhill slope of pursuing TV. Um, but this producer said, we have an opportunity for you. We think you'd be great. Do you mind if we have a conversation? Um, that conversation turned into a Zoom call that was recorded. And then a couple weeks later, I got another message that said, can we have another call and another Zoom <laughs> okay. interview? Okay. And it they seemed quite interested. Um, and about a month and a half later... I was notified by one of the show producers that they were very interested in me. But at that particular point is when COVID happened. And so everything involving the show was put on hold. They had to figure out how to go through production with a pandemic happening. Yeah, exactly. um, so I didn't hear anything until the end of the summer. Um, several months went by. It was just kind of like, I don't know what's happening. Sure. Don't know if the show was gonna happen, but the end of the summer, I got the call, and I was told I was one of the finalists cast for the show. And they asked me if I was ready to fly to California. And at that time, my business had blown up here. Okay, uh, I had taken my business virtual, and I got a ton of success via that mode. And so, by the time the show called me back, I was like, I have a, a great business now. I don't don't want to leave it right at the peak of its success but my husband and my best friend both convinced me like you'll have your business for as long as you want it so but how often are you going to get a chance to be on tv you need to go so i decided to go and we shot at the end of last year over almost five weeks and it was the hardest thing i've ever done <laughs> in my whole life and i'm a competitor but wow. never wow. have i competed on this type of level um it was just constant mental emotional physical grueling wow. and wow, wow. you know i went just hoping to make it through the first episode and to my surprise and apparently a lot of other people but also not a lot of people <laughs> like my husband he was just like i told you you were gonna win there you go. i told you you would win that's it that's it 
so I won. Well, so listen, so and first of, of all, ladies and gentlemen, if you are just tuning in, we are talking with Carmian Hamilton. She is the winner of uh, HGTV's Design Star Next Gen. And as you were telling your story, I guess I wanted to back up a little bit uh, when you said that they initially contacted you via Instagram. How did they know about you? How did they find out about you? How did they even know where you were or who you were? That's a good question because I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I'm very active on social media. I get messages all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's always, you never know what's going to land in your inbox. And so a lot of the times I just kind of ignore messages like, hey, I'm a casting producer for a TV show. Can you email me? I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> but um, in this particular case, I have no idea how they found me. No idea. Wow. Wow. That is, that. now that is a story of a story, of a story. So you you kind of walked us through the process. You went out to California. Uh, I'm, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, so whenever I hear that, I always get a little excited. But uh, you went out there and you, and you went through all of the ups and downs and the ins and outs of all of this. What was the final chapter of being on the show that um, basically got you to uh, the winner's crown. What did you have to do um, in, in, in terms of, 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 of reaching that pinnacle? Well, it's kind of funny. I ultimately ended up calling myself the bridesmaid throughout the competition. There were eight contestants for the entire series with one person being eliminated each week. Okay. And every week I was in the top three, but I never won a challenge, never won a challenge. But I just kept saying, you know what, just do well enough to make it to the next challenge. Just do well enough to make it to the next challenge. You only have to be better than at one other person at a time. So that's kind of the, the method to my madness, but that got me all the way to the finale and the final two and that finale was where I got to really show who I was as a designer, who I was as a person, um, show how I would develop my own brand and show for the network. And apparently that's what impressed the judges the most. I was able to connect in a way that my competitor couldn't. Wow, that is really quite something. And and as I said, I'm I'm beaming with pride. We've never met. Uh, now you have a a store here. Um, is it called Newbie uh, Interiors? Did I get that correct? That is that is the correct pronunciation. Yes, it is my design business. I don't have a storefront. That, okay. That's my design business. I work out of my own studio here at my home, but. Oh. Newbie Interiors is my is my design business. Yes. Well, uh, well, you know. So now that that you have been crowned winner of this uh, of this of this program, and uh, we understand that you got a fifty thousand uh, dollar prize, and how real is the possibility of you? Because I figured it was it was just kind of almost an automatic <laughs> thing that you're going to get your own show out of all of this. Talk about that if you can, or where 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 that process is. Yes, and it's funny because you go through the entire process and it's always explained to you as the opportunity to have your own show. It's the opportunity to have your own show, but almost immediately after winning, I was on the phone with producers talking about my show and starting the development process um, right before Christmas, right before the competition ended. So 
my particular show, there is a format. There's um, We've finalized details such as music and fonts and things like that. So it is very real. I don't have a start date or anything like that. We're waiting on some final approvals from the network, but... It there's a show coming to Memphis hopefully sometime soon. Man, that is that's awesome. I mean, that really is. I mean, so Memphis is, <laughs> is going to be in the spotlight right along with you. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you need an announcer or a production assistant or somebody to clean up, you know, afterwards, you know, after 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 the shooting is over, <laughs> I'm I'm available. I'm available. So. <laughs> So, I will be sure to give you a call. Okay, because <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I, I, I'll be ready. Well, first of all, uh, well, finally, I guess before I let you go, uh, talk to um, our listeners and anybody out there who may have a dream like you did. I mean, you obviously had a dream to be a designer, and uh, you worked very, very hard at it. And now uh, the Lord has blessed you uh, with the uh, reward of the fruits of your labor. Talk to those folks out there who may have the same type of dream that you had one day and um, what they need to do to kind of hang in there and, and, and stick with it. So who knows what could happen down the road for them? Absolutely. And I've gotten this question a couple times since being announced as a winner. And the one or two things that always ring true to me and when I, I try to answer it is, in all the years, even graduating college with my interior design degree, the thing that had me stand out amongst the crowd was being myself. I never tried to copy or duplicate things that I saw or things that were popular. I just remained true to myself. But on the flip side of that, I was always prepared. I did the work. I was always the person that had a completed presentation or my website was ready. I was, I was always prepared for when the opportunity showed up. So yeah, yeah. be yourself and always be prepared. You never know what's going to happen or what's around the corner. Boy, I, I tell you what, uh, and, and again, um, we are all just, I mean, so, so excited. And when I saw you uh, on Live at 9 uh, about a week or so ago uh, with Alex, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to chase her down. <laughs> and I was able to to sort of to, fi- to find out how to do that. And I had to go through a couple of sources. But you know what? That's what resourceful radio hosts do. You know, <laughs> we, 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 we get out here and dig. Yes, it is. Dig, yes, uh, resourcefulness. That's exactly. What, that's exactly right. But listen, in all, in all sincerity, um, Congratulations, a heartfelt congratulations from not only uh, uh, me, but from the entire city of Memphis and the entire uh, Shelby County delegation. We are all so proud of you, and I can't wait to see you on network television doing your own show. I know you will absolutely be fantastic. And Carmion, thank you for taking some time uh, to spend with us this evening. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I, I couldn't be more proud to be a part of a better city. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. All righty. Well, I tell you, that was a great way to uh, wrap up the show. I, I guess Mark Marquette is trying to tell me it's, it's all time to go because he, he hitting buttons and playing themes and, and everything. Yeah, I didn't even have to call for it. But listen, this was a great show. I hope that you all enjoyed uh, the broadcast tonight. Uh, we are a podcast now, and, uh, you know, I've always wanted to say, you know, you can, you can hear the show. 
uh, obviously live on WYXR 91.7 FM uh, as, as we're on right now. You can also check out uh, WYXR.org or the TuneIn app to catch it live. And we are available on podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can get this show next day or two uh, when it's posted. So I hope you do that, and I hope you follow us, and I hope you subscribe. You know, when you if you see something pop up on the phone that says that real talk with Chip Washington, real talk Memphis, uh, don't just you know dismiss it. You know, hit the go to it and hit subscribe. You know, I mean, you know, that's how you build things, right? Like Carmine was talking about, be yourself. I'm gonna be myself. Thank you again for checking in on me today. I I, I, I was in some terrible, terrible pain yesterday. My back hurt so bad. It was just, I mean, I, you know, you, you hate to see a grown man cry, but if you had checked me out yesterday, you might have seen a tear or two. But honestly, on Facebook, you all, man, have really, you know, made me feel a lot better. Uh, your prayers, your your encouragement, your support of me, asking me if I need anything. Uh, I, I, I really, seriously, I, I really do appreciate that. It's very nice to know that people actually care about you uh, when you're not feeling your best. Now, Marquette, play my theme. So <laughs> we're about to get out of here. And before we do get out of here, I uh, just want you to know that uh, – you know, we could use your support here at this radio station. This is a nonprofit community radio station. So if you would like to donate, and we would take your donations, uh, you can donate at wyxr.org slash donate so you can hear great music, great programming, and great talk like here on Real Talk Memphis. Thank you so much for uh, giving us a bit of your time tonight. I truly appreciate it for Marquette and myself. Uh, be good to one another, okay? Take care of each other, support each other, and encourage each other when we need it, okay? Please do that. Lift. Don't push. And if the Lord says so, next time, uh, next week, same time, same station, I will be here. We will be here as well. Uh, and in the meantime, in between time, I'm Chip. And I'm out.